What's up, what it do, man? It's your boy, Dev the Gamer, a.k.a. Player One the Guy himself, and welcome to another episode of The Gamer's Den. If this is your first time here, this is the show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Level 1 News. So before we get into Level 1 News, Shout out to y'all and thank y'all for tapping into the show. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe for more of this. If you're on the visual platforms and if you're on the audio platforms, make sure you follow. Give us five stars if you think it's five stars, etc., etc. And those platforms are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, and I believe everywhere else. And if you're on the visual platform, this is Rumble, Hideout, with the occasional YouTube upload. Shout out to everybody. And just to put this out there, if you're looking for this show on the audio platforms, you have to type in the Gamers Den Podcast. For some reason, when it comes to the audio form, you have to type in podcast. So, I mean, I mean, we should pop up. You know what I'm saying? We should pop up because I'm really the only Gamers Den or whatever. I'm like the best one or the most. I'm the active one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm... You know, there's other things I'm working, you know, I'm working behind the scenes to get some stuff done. But at the same time, it's like, hey, uh, I'm the one, right? I'm I'm the real one. I was looking, I'm searching and looking at the names and I'm looking at everything else. I'm like, hey, it's more than one me. Hold up. Hey. So, um, yeah, <laughs> but no, we're going to pick up where we left off previous episode with the, um, with the rock steady news, because I did gloss over that, but no, that's something we definitely got to talk about. So we we have that in level one news, and then level two news will be getting into Microsoft later on down the line in the show. So with that being said, let's get into it. Am I screened up? Yes, I am. All right. Headline reads: Rocksteady Studios co-founders Sefton Hill and Jamie Walker announced departure. Hold up. So, if you don't know, Rocksteady is responsible for the Batman Arkham series and, um, you know, a lot of other games. And, you know, they've been having a good run. You know, for the most part, they've had a good run. And it's kind of, it's a bittersweet moment. This is really bittersweet news as well. Just because, you know, they're also making the new Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game. So, you know, who knows what it's going to be, man. So, let's go ahead and get into it. This news comes as a bit of a surprise, both because Hill was the director of the studio's upcoming game, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, and because both were original founders of the studio and masterminds behind its popular Batman Arkham series. Nonetheless, it seems the two are leaving Rocksteady amicably at the end of the year, with confidence in the team they're leaving behind to carry Suicide Squad across the finish line. So, yeah man, you know, this is this is definitely a bittersweet moment right here, definitely bittersweet, because... The Batman games were great. In my opinion, the Batman Arkham series, so this is Arkham Asylum, I believe Arkham Origins, uh, City, whichever, the last two or three, maybe been whichever ones, man, those games are great. But in my opinion, they have to be within the top 50 best video games of the 2010s. They have to be. They have to be. Those games were done so great almost flawlessly they weren't perfect you know there's no one perfect game 
I think when you talk about favoritism or like your favorite game, that's subjective, right? I could sit here and say, as an example, my favorite game is Yu-Gi-Oh! Capsule Monsters or Yu-Gi-Oh! Coliseum, whichever one it was for the PS2. But then that's subjective, right? Because it's just me personally. And I can say, oh, it was flawless. It, the graphics looked good for the time. It was a different concept of how to play the game. The story was great. You had the same characters. I could point out all this stuff. But then somebody else would be like, no, I think the, the other one, the, the regular one or whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? They could say, oh, the other was the favorite game or the best game out of the two. So it, it ends up coming down to being subjective you know, what is the best game or whatever. But if we as a community, as the gaming community and stuff like that, if we just sit here for the most part, uh, like vote on polls and then like majority, it's all majority rules. You know what I'm saying? It's all, it's always going to be majority rules, even if it's a lie. So that's when people believe, you know, the lie will beat the truth if the majority think it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, but that's a whole different thing. But you get what I'm saying. The point of the matter is, they made a lot of games. The Batman Arkham series is a is a top-ranking game. It's a high-ranking game. Top 50 best. All three of them, all of them, are in the top 50 best games. So right here we have the statement, you know what I'm saying? And we have a quote right here, quote, unquote. Our decision to leave Rocksteady was emotional to say the least. From the day we founded the company in 2004 all the way to today. Rocksteady has been our life and soul. It has given us the opportunity to do what we love most, make great games with exceptionally great, talented people. I added the word great in there. It wasn't in there. We are so proud of the team here for the games we have all made together, from our first urban, from our first game, Urban Chaos, to the much-loved Arkham series, and now the Epic Suicide Squad. So yeah, man, Rocksteady been around since 2004, whether, I know, I know some of y'all didn't know that, but now you know. So 2004 is 2022. That's 20 plus years in the game. You know, that's 20 plus years in the game, and they've been putting out a lot of quality work. And um, yeah, man, you know, just hats off to y'all, man. Hats off to y'all, you know. I wish I had like a hats off button, but I don't have a hats off button. But um, I guess I'll add that, uh, that hat off button later. You know, we have like a celebratory button. But yeah, man, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all made a lot of great games. Y'all's impact in the gaming industry definitely will be felt. And y'all's mark is left. And if any game does that, it's the Batman Arkham series. That series was just done so well. And like I said, if I didn't say so already, people play that game to this day. You have content creators making content out of that game right now. So... You know, like I said, it's a bittersweet moment. It's a bittersweet moment. You know, and it's just, you know, who knows what's next for these guys. Maybe it's retirement. Maybe it's building another studio. Who knows what it is. Usually when news like this happens where people are leaving, I'm going to go big screen on this one. I'm going to go big screen. All right, I'm big screen. Usually what happens is people go to make other studios. Um, a good an example of this would be when Jay Raymond left Google when she left the Stadia and she made when she left Stadia and she made Haven Studios. You know, Haven Studios is just a conglomerate of good people, great people from all over. So, you know, this is what usually what happens. And then, mind y'all, these are people's jobs and careers. So, you know, when you want to 
you know, work in this field and this is what you do. Yeah, man, you're going to put 20 plus years in. And these are the types of stories that we hear in the gaming space. So if you're new to the show and you're new to video gaming and this is, you know, one of the first stops on, you know, on your tour of the gaming community and industry and just people who make gaming related content. Yeah, uh, you this not going to be the first time you hear of a studio or a creator or a developer retiring after a long tenure. This is going to happen as time goes on. People who've been doing this for years and years and years. You got to keep in mind, Sony, Nintendo, they've been around since like the 90s, the 80s, some maybe even the 70s. You know, we t- we could talk, we talked about uh, Atari and that, you know what I'm saying? But um yeah, you know, people been around for a long time making these games and you know, giving us these great pieces of content and just entertainment. So, shout out to them. Let's move into the next thing in Level 1 News. Hopefully, uh, I'm screened up. Yes, I am screened up. And hopefully, we don't freeze up because I've been trying to record this and it's been freezing up on me. Hold up. Headline reads, EA denies claims it will stop selling physical games in some parts of Europe. Hold up. So, yes, this is a, a, a underlying conversation. Well, not really an underlying conversation in the video game space, but it's a conversation nonetheless because you have these subscription models now. You have cloud gaming gaining more popularity as the years go on. And it's a thing like, are we not going to have physical copies of games anymore? Are we going to go to Walmart, go to GameStop, go to these retailers and pick up physical copies of games are we going to keep doing that you know some people think those days are gone some people are going to ride it out and who knows me personally in my opinion i think we're leaving that i mean excuse me i burped we are leaving that but i don't think they're going to stop selling physicals because y'all got to keep in mind we're talking about an industry worth billions of dollars oh whoa 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 we're talking about an industry. Um, I had to uh, X out some stuff on the screen. We're talking about an industry that's bill- that's worth billions of dollars and that was built up on the back of physical copies. So I don't think physical copies are just going to cease to exist supremely fast. But what will happen is they will probably focus more on the digital side of things and we'll probably have digital releases first. In my opinion, we'll probably have digital releases first or the digital releases where everything could be at versus the physical copies, because, you know, we're just moving into a more technological age. We're, we're moving into the tech age. So if it's not the tech age already. So let's go ahead and get into this article. So the update to this EA has provided a statement denying reports that it will stop selling physical games in some parts of Europe meaning business will continue as normal. And we have a quote, quote unquote, we have not stopped physical distribution of our games in Germany, Austria, or Switzerland, and players will continue to be able to buy our games from retailers across the region. Recent reports stating otherwise were an inaccurate reflection of disclosures made in EA's in EA Germany's statutory financial statements. So apparently it came out in their financial statements. You know, you got to remember 
their earnings come out when you have businesses, the stocks and stuff like that, like the quarterly earnings come out and yearly earnings come out, stuff like that comes out. So apparently in that, I would assume I'm assuming I'm not the stock guy. I'm not the stock guy. So don't hold me to any standards. I'm not the financial guy. Um, no, but I'm, I would assume somebody was like, hey, man, EA, they're planning to just get rid of physical copies, which once again, like I said, I don't think the industry or let alone any individual business or company will get rid of physical copies or physical discs because that's what that's one of the things that built up the video gaming industry is just physical copies. So whether it's the Game Boy with cartridges, the PSP with discs the PlayStation, the Xbox, the Nintendo with cartridges and discs and stuff like that. I mean, we don't, I mean, it's possible because we don't have cartridges anymore, but, but, but they have made millions and billions of dollars off it. So if it's profitable, I don't see them getting rid of it, right? I don't see them getting rid of it whatsoever. So let's go ahead and, um, Continue, right? So let's go ahead and continue. I was just reading something. All right. EA games, including FIFA, Battlefield, and more, would no longer be sold physically in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and Scandinavia. Hold up. Yes. Um, apparently... I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> Apparently, I'm wrong. So before that, it says EA was reached out to to clarify how the change of policy mentioned below will affect its business in the region and regrets the error as published on October 27th. So apparently what I just read as FIFA, Battlefield and more no longer being sold physically are the error. Those that was the error. And, um, you know, they had to correct that. And then we have a quote right here, quote unquote, the ongoing shift from physical goods to digital downloads continues to have a negative impact on sales development. Revenue from digital downloads is not processed through EA, but through an affiliate. So so that's what I was that's what I was talking about. Right. I don't think they would just up, I'll just get up and leave it that quick. I don't think they would just leave physical copies that quick. And now we know that the digital downloads process, what equates to what how, what is priced or whatever, who gets what, what's the cut price, all that money talk, all the financial talk is going through a third party. So at least on EA's end, it's going through a third party. So, um, yeah, man, here's the tweet right here. Apparently this tweet was false and EA had to clarify it. And, um, yeah, man. And just, yeah. So, you know, and then even down here, they, they're saying what I'm saying in the article and it goes as I read. Buying games digitally has slowly but surely become the norm for a lot of players, especially since the launch of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Street Fighter and Resident Evil publisher Capcom said back in 2020 that 80% of its sales were digital, while, re yeah, while, la while later that year, Cyberpunk 2077 reportedly saw the biggest digital launch of all time. So this is what I'm saying, right? Um, and then they attribute home before I get my opinion, let's continue. Industry analyst, Dr. Serkin, doc, yeah, Dr. Serkin Toto also, uh, said that quote unquote, 
COVID-19 has, of course, been a strong accelerant for that trend as some physical locations were simply forced to shut down or people generally were not eager to go out anymore. So, yeah, and, and we know that we, we saw that with GameStop. We saw that with a lot of other retailers. So I'm going to go big screen on this. Um, yeah, man. So this is that's what I was saying, right? That, you know, we're not going to go just strictly whatever the case, but with I mean, everything is going digital. You know what I'm saying? Everything is going digital if it's not digital already. If it's not digital already, it's going digital. Now, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Just simple as that. It's nothing more that I can or can't say. And the reason why that is because we have these subscription models, cloud gaming getting more popular. I'm a cloud gamer. The cloud one console wars. I know y'all like, what? Hold up. Yes, the cloud one console wars. And um, you know what I'm saying? At some point, I believe we'll let go of physical copies. At some point, cartridges died out. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's the Game Boy, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, it died out. At some point, the discs, CD-ROMs will have to die out. We don't listen to CDs. We don't go and buy albums anymore. You ain't buy the new Metallica album, Kid Rock album. You ain't buy the new hip-hop rock album. <clears throat> Excuse my voice getting raspy. You ain't buy the new, um, you know what I'm saying? You ain't buy the new Taylor Swift album. You ain't go to Target and buy none of that. You downloaded it or you purchased it to stream on your phone. It's just what it is, and this is where we at now in the world. We're we're going digital. We digital, baby. And um, you know, um, yeah, man. So if you want to have the physical copies of games, you better keep the ones you got. And they may or may not be worth money, and you can send them to the video game museum, and they'll become relics because that's that's exactly what they'll be. They'll become relics. You know what I'm saying? So. Ain't too much to say about that because, well, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. We, that's just the proof is in the pudding. All right, let's get into the next thing in level one news. Am I screened up? Yes, I am. All right, headline reads EU approves effective ban on new combustion engine cars from 2035. Hold up. Hey. Now, y'all know ages ago on this show, I told y'all that, and I'm not trying to, I'm not the political guy either, but I told y'all that if Biden signed that, he signed his stuff into play, what's going to happen is everybody going to want to turn electric because inside of his plan was to have half of the American traffic be electric. I said that that's a tall order. It's possible, but it may be difficult to complete. And we know this because, well, he signed it into play in real life. And then what happened? All right. California was like, hey, we're going to go electric. And then it's like, oh, crap. And now we have this. So which means, you know, they're going to. And it says cars and vans built after 2030 will also have to reduce emissions by at least 50% compared to 2021 levels, which means they're going to, it's pretty much going to be the same thing over there. And um, I just wanted to bring this up real very quickly because, you know, this electric car movement, I have an e-bike, you know what I'm saying? 
And I'm all for the electric movement in some facets and form as far as the bike is concerned. But um, I think like the scenes at iRobot where Will Smith had the, um, he hopped on the bike, you know, and she was like, oh, this is dangerous. No, it is because it's a bike. But at the same time, no, it ain't. Like when you need to go, you need to go. You can just hop in the bike and just, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man, it's just, yeah, man. So if this is to be true, I'm not going to get into it. I just wanted to bring it up. I'm going to get it up. If this is to be true, then hey. And if it is true, one of the reasons might be one of it might be this. The key requirements are that by 2030, new cars reduce their CO2 emissions by 55% and new vans by 50%. Then by 2035, both new cars and vans must reduce CO2 emissions by 100%. So yeah, over there in the EU, it sounds like they're trying to get rid of all that. This might be, the precursor might be um, what's going on with the like Ukraine war and the gas situation over there in the EU. Um, if you don't know, you, you anywhere in the world right now and you don't know, um, it's a possibility that everybody in the EU, it's a possibility that the folks in the EU not going to have no heat this winter. Hold up. Hey. And I feel for y'all, man. Uh, I feel for y'all. That's that's messed up. You know what I'm talking about? As far as like not having no heat, you know what I'm saying? I, I would like to have some heat. So uh, if you got an axe or something, Go ahead and chop a tree down, bro, just in case. Listen, I'm going to say this before we move on to the last thing in Level 1 News. Just in case is a good is a good backup plan, right? Because we rely so much on, you know, our first world issues and, oh, hey, man, I, my internet, my this, my that, all this little simple stuff. But then you never, but people don't like to go what if because, Oh, you you thinking something good or something negative. No, 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 no. Me, I look at it as, hey, what if this happened? What if that happened? The chances of these things happening may be slim to none, but just because it's slim and it's nine times out of 10 not going to happen, it's just that nine times out of 10, which means it's that one chance it'll happen. It only needs to happen one time. So you better off having all your... All your uh, plans in order and all your angles covered and just having everything covered. That way, if the worst of the worst was to happen, you got it covered and you got it situated and you got it straight. That's all I wanted to say and, and bring up on that and just spread some positivity and put some of that light up in there. You know what I'm saying? Up into the world. Like, hey, cover all your bases because you never know what's going to happen in life. You're going to be living in the moment. And then the outside moment going to happen to you. And then you're going to be like, oh, hold up. Hey. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. But uh, let's get into the last thing in level one news. I thought this was pretty creative and uh, something cool to talk about. And we'll get into right. Headline reads. Tech firm develops shoes that let you walk at the pace of a run. An American jet engineer invented moonwalkers, give Michael Jackson his money, that lets you stroll around at speeds of up to seven miles per hour. Hey, they trying to turn us into jet set radio. <laughs> they trying to turn us into jet set radio and I ain't mad at it. I, hey, 
Jet Set Radio, I'm here for it. I'll tag up everything. So we got a clip of it. This It's a clip right here. Let's uh, read into it real quick. A robotics company claims to have made the world's quote-unquote fastest shoes, which can make you walk three times faster. Known as Moonwalkers, a.k.a. give Michael Jackson his money, they look like futuristic roller skates, but don't require the wearer to balance any more than they would walking normally. Hmm, okay. Once they're strapped to your feet, tiny electric motors power eight wheels, which propel you forward at up to seven miles per hour. Made by Shift Robotics, the idea occurred to founder... Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, this is either Yunji uh, or Zoom... Uh, okay. Hold up. We just go call you Zhang. I believe you might be a female and or male. Um, cause Yunji, that that seems more feminine to me. Uh, I don't want to butch it, so we just gonna call you Zhang. This idea occurred to the founder, Zhang, five years ago after... Okay, it's he. My bad. I called you a girl. Dang, bro. My bad. After he almost, after he was almost knocked off his scooter by a car and decided to walk to work instead. Oh, bro. Hold up. Hey, he almost got booped up off the road. He almost got booped up off the road and said, no, I'm walking, bro. Nah, I ain't walking. I'm sorry, bro. I'm not walking to work. If I if I live around the corner from my job, all right, cool. But I'm not walking to work, bruh. This is crazy. Continuing on in the article. But to enhance the journey, he used his experience as a jet propulsion engineer to find ways to go faster. Okay, so it's looking like Buddy made these shoes. Um, We don't have a price point yet. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. So for everyone on the audio version, obviously, you're not going to be able to see this, but... I'm going to go ahead and play the clip. It's about 53 seconds. So if you're on the audio version and you want to skip up a minute, you can go ahead and skip up a minute. Um, but for everybody else in the visuals, let's get into this video. Oh, damn. We got to add. We got to add. Hold up. All right, here we go. Simply lift your heel to signal into lock mode and to go back to the shift mode simply lift and turn your heel. With Moonwalkers, you can walk like a pro in under 10 steps. I mean, it all started on a day where I was riding a scooter and almost got hit by a car. That's when I start asking myself why I never walked just for 30 minutes. It's not only you know, a safe, convenient, and healthy way of getting around, um, but also part of who we are. So I made that mission um, to enhance walking instead of replacing it. I started working as a jet propulsion engineer um, to really understand how to engineer safety reliability um, into a super powerful and smart machine. Introducing Moonwalkers, the world's fastest shoes. Okay, so um, I'm gonna give brother Nate dog. Hold up. Hey. All right, I'm gonna go big screen on this. Am I big screen? Yeah, I'm big screen. Bruh, he getting the nade up. <laughs> He's getting the nade up. You want to know why he got the nade up? Because we got to time out real quick. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I'm thinking this was like a whole shoe. It's not. 
it's it's a strap on shoe. So you got your shoes on already, and then you just strap yourself into it, and then you walk faster. Bruh, I, I was hoping for a whole shoe. If you would have made a whole shoe, that would have been cool. But now you basically got skates on that that's, you know, jet propelled, basically. I mean, it's a cool idea, but geez. Well, that's just my opinion. I don't think I'll, I'm not buying it. In my opinion, I'm not buying it. But if I had to be objective here, it is a cool invention, and I could see people wearing it. And I wouldn't even be mad if people wore it because it's it, it's one it's making you walk faster. I don't have this walking issue because well, y'all know I'm six foot four, so my legs are longer than a mile. So you know I can walk pretty fine. I can run pretty fine and get somewhere super duper fast. Like when I say my walking is great, my walking is great. I once walked from one side of town to a whole different township for a job interview and got there 30 minutes early. Hold up. Yeah, you heard me right. I got there 30 minutes early and I walked. <clears throat> oh, my God. I know you're like, oh, bro, what is wrong with your voice? So I guess, well, I'm stuffy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a little stuffy. You know what I'm talking about? I got to uh, get this mucus buildup done off me. You know, but I, have so, I also got to do this show, man. I, I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop, baby. Can't stop, won't stop. Keep going. You know, you know. hey, man, what do you say? How my side fuck, damn, how my side bitch fuck better than my main hoe. I'm just saying, man, excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but I'm just saying, you know, I, the show got to keep going. The show must go on. I'm a one man army. I do everything. Y'all know this. Y'all know this. Y'all know this. Y'all know this. So because of the hustle and because of the grind, hit that like button and support that guy. Well, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. Anyway, um, no, but that's it. It is a cool adventure though. The Moonwalkers, AKA give Michael Jackson his money, man, them is dope. Like, them is dope nonetheless. I do think they cool. I would have a pair just for the sake of having a pair. And you never know. I might have to get, you might have to get to, like, the corner store before they close in your area. You might be like, shoot, walking ain't going to get there. But if you got the moonwalkers on, you can get there five, ten minutes faster. And you'd be like, hey, man, these moonwalkers came in clutch. And you just skate on right up out the stove. Plus, I would get them, too. I would get them, too, because it's Jet Set Radio. I want to look like Jet Set Radio. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, let me see if I can pull up a, a, a um, Jet Set Radio. Everybody on the audio form, you can't see this, so I would advise y'all to get on your Googles and type in Jet Set Radio. And type in the Jet Set Radio. So here, we got a picture right here. We got a picture right here. Let me uh make sure we screened up. All right, so if you're on the visual form, right here, Jet Set Radio. Y'all might not be able to see it, but, um, oh, no, y'all can see it. But the character, they got rollerblades on. They're like little jet-propelled rollerblades. You know, Jet Set Radio, it's like when it's one of those video games that has like a cult following and people been asking for a new one or at least like a, a reboot or a remake or a remaster of it for years. Me too. Me personally. Like, we need a new Jet Set Radio. I want a new Jet Set Radio. Like, make Jet Set Radio remaster it something jet set radio was hard jet set radio as you can see dreamcast yeah we talking about the dreamcast bro hold up we talking about the dreamcast jet set radio jet set radio was hard like i think jet set radio would do great right now especially 
Ooh, 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 ooh. All right, so listen, who, who made Jet Set Radio? You know what? It don't matter because I know you listening to this show. The people who made Jet Set Radio, they listen to this show. Fans of Jet Set Radio, they listen to this show. Check me out, right? If y'all bring back Jet Set Radio, and if y'all continue the series as in a Jet Set Radio 2, right? Make it cyberpunk. Make it a cyberpunk world. Keep the graffiti aesthetics. Keep everything. Like keep the keep what made Jet Set Radio. Keep it there. So keep the graffiti. Keep the keep the rollerblades. Keep keep the aesthetic. But add the cyberpunk element to it and watch it be fire. I guarantee you, y'all might get game of the not even might. Y'all get game of the year and then make a game of the year version and just go all out on the game of the year version. And then be like, okay, we're not making Jet Set Radio no more. Hold up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just, you know what I'm talking about? So, go ahead and um, make Jet Set Radio. Make Jet, make Jet Set Radio 2, Cyberpunk. You can't go wrong right now. Cyberpunk is in right now. The theme is in. Now is the time. And if y'all already was working on it, and making that, well, put it out before Cyberpunk go back out of style. Well, it's really not back out of style, but you get the point. You get the point, right? Huh, but that's going to do it for Level 1 News. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's all the stuff we had to cover with Level 1 News. And without wasting any more time, let's get into it with Level 2 News the main topic So here on the main topic, man, we're going to be talking about Microsoft because news with Microsoft didn't broke out. We're not really broke out, but it came out to where, you know, we have some Game Pass news and we're going to be talking more about the subscriber model. And we got some uh, YouTube content creator news to talk about as well, because um, that's important to touch on as well. And these things are important because some of your favorite content creators or bigger or even just bigger content creators on YouTube, no matter what they do. It's a lot of uh, opportunity and stuff going on right now. And if y'all heard a, like a growling situation, that's just my stomach. You know, the God is, you know, I woke up this morning, but I don't I don't be eating in the morning. Sometimes I be intermittent fasting. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and I just want to say something real quick about that intermittent fasting thing. Don't listen to people who say like y'all know I did the episode on eating and stuff like that. Well, not the whole episode, but I touched on it. Like you really don't have to eat three or four square meals a day. You honestly don't. It's it's unnecessary to eat that much. So it's a mind over matter thing. You know what I'm saying? I was just bringing it up to attention that way. Y'all don't sit there and be like, what's that in the background? Because I know I got that good, crispy, clean God audio. Now, back to the matter at hand. Microsoft, man. Uh, Microsoft, we got news about Game Pass, and we're going to talk about that. So let's get into it. Am I screened up? Yes, I am. All right. 
Headline reads, Microsoft misses Xbox Game Pass subscriber target for second year. Hold up. Now, um, if you believe Twitter, then, hey, Xbox Game Pass got all the players and they did this and they did that. If you believe Twitter, right? But um, Game Pass, you know, Microsoft, they don't put out the exact numbers of how many people are on Game Pass. And what y'all got to understand that there is a difference, right? There's a difference between registered and active subscribers, you know, we could all be registered on Facebook, but then how many of us really get on Facebook? You see, there's a difference. You know, how many people are concurrently, actively, as of right now, using a platform, being on the platform? How frequent do they get on this platform? These are all different things. So they could have 100 million registered people. That's great. But then you only got... 1 million concurrent people on there. Like what happened to the 99? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like what happened to the 99 million people? So, you know, Game Pass is, this is important because it's not even just Game Pass in itself. It's just the subscription model of, you know, these platforms that they come up with. Subscribe and you get access to all these games. You get access to all this content. Subscribe and we give you these uh, incentives and, and perks and all this stuff for our platform and programs and it's a lot that goes into Game Pass in just the subscription model when it comes to gaming. Because the subscription model works in entertainment when you're talking about Hulu, Netflix, and all of that, right? Oh, pay us $10, $12, $20, and we give you access to all the TV shows, all the movies, and you'll get to see if you pay the top tier, if you pay it for the top tier subscription tier, whatever it's going to be called, you can... We'll give you access and you'll get the movie when it drop in theaters and da -da -da. you know what I'm saying? Like you get access to all this stuff. You know, my thing is you don't own it. I mean, like you can't download it. You just can't download it. Right. So that's that's the main issue with like cloud gaming and subscription models with gaming, like with TV shows. All right. Cool. You know, because most people we used to go into the store buying the, uh, the box set DVD we, you know, fishing around online and in stores, you know, buying up the entire series and seasons of a favorite TV show or movie. Whereas nowadays, people just stream it and don't even think of downloading. Like, to be honest, the download era was very short, but that's enough of that. Let's go ahead and get into this article and see what's going on. Subscriber growth from Microsoft's all-you-can-play Game Pass subscription service fell far short of an annual company target tied to CEO Nadella's pay, according to a new financial filing. The strength of Game Pass has long been used to measure Microsoft's success in disrupting the gaming industry. It's also become central to discussions about whether regulators should approve the company's $69 billion bid for Call of Duty maker Activision Blizzard. Microsoft targeted a 73% a growth rate for, for Game Pass. I can't read, but y'all know I can read. I'm from the school of reading. Microsoft targeted a 73% growth rate for Game Pass for its fiscal year ending June 30th, 2022, as part of performance incentives for Nadella and other top executives. But the service only achieved 28% growth. Hold up. It only went up 28%. I'm going to read that again for all the fanboys who just 
Oh my God! No, no! Who who just have this, ugh, disdain and just this thing in them that just won't let them take Microsoft's dick out their ass. Pause. <laughs> Microsoft targeted a 73% growth rate for Game Pass for its fiscal year ending June 30th, 2022, as part of performance incentives for Nadella and other top executives. But the service only achieved 28% growth. I mean, listen, man. Listen, we about to continue on in the article. That's two misses in a row. The company also failed to hit the executive pay Game Pass target last year after exceeding it in 2020. Microsoft doesn't publicize actual Game Pass subscriber target counts, but it said in the filing that its Xbox division has delivered, quote-unquote, over 25 million Game Pass subscriptions. Hold up. Now, let's pause right here. 28% growth and they targeted for 73%. That wasn't ever going to happen. So this goes into, like they said, the Activision Blizzard deal, and I'm going to use it as an example. Y'all know on previous episodes, we brought up the stats. I brought up the stats. And what did the stats read? The majority of the Call of Duty base when it comes to console gaming. When it comes to console gaming, majority of the Call of Duty fan base and player base is on PlayStation. Majority. The rest are on Xbox and PC. With that being said... If they buy Activision Blizzard and they want to make it an Xbox and they want to make Call of Duty an Xbox exclusive, they're not going to convert all those people. They're not. I just personally, I don't think they could do it. Will everybody buy it by Xbox? I mean, no. I mean, just coming from an economic standpoint, who's going to have the money to buy a whole nother console after everybody went through hell and high water to buy a PlayStation 5? Or hell, even the PlayStation 4. Like, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just not going to work. So, at least in my eyes, from where I'm sitting, I don't, I don't think that'll work. And the other thing is, like I told y'all, it says what? Quote, unquote, over 25 million Game Pass subscriptions. That's great, right? That's great. Cool. You got 25 million people subscribed to Game Pass. Now, how many of these 25 million people or accounts or whatever the case is, 25 million plus are active on Game Pass. That's a completely different conversation. That is a completely different conversation. And that's where this stuff matters, right? So when it comes to Stadia, this would be the ultimate issue, right? Or one of the main argue, uh, arguing points or debate points for people who hate Stadia or against Stadia, against Google, who want to be, a, you know, try and show their weird elitism. And elitism isn't so bad, but in this case, I'm calling it weird because it's like, bruh, you... You got Game Pass. What are you talking about? It's like the model is all the same. Subscribe, get access. It's all the same. Like there's no difference between Sony, Stadia, Game Pass, Booster. Like there's no, there's no, there's no difference. <laughs> there's no difference. You pay for a subscription, you get access, and you can do all of this. It's just the technology and the functionality of the platform is different. That's it. UI is different. Bandwidth, all this, all of that stuff. That's what's different. So with that being said, one, how many of these millions of subscriptions are active, which means recurring purchases, re active players playing this. And we know Microsoft will not, for some reason, disclose that information. They just will not disclose that information. So 
I mean, and it's, and it's being reported that they fail in the hit numbers, they fail in the hit marks. And I think this is because Xbox ain't got no games. No, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know y'all like. Hold up. Uh, man, I know that. I know y'all like, bro, what? Oh, what you mean? Xbox ain't got no games. I know y'all sitting there looking at looking at me and replying to me like this. Look, fuck you. Fuck the plane you flew in on. Fuck them shoes. Fuck the socks with the bell on it. Fuck your gay ass fairy faggot accent. Fuck them cheap ass cigars. Fuck your yuck mouth teeth. Fuck your hairpiece. Fuck your chocolate. Fuck Guy Ritchie. Fuck Prince William. Fuck yeah. the queen. I know y'all looking at me replying to me just like that <laughs> but um nah man you know it's just like what's really all going on so let's continue on here in the article for a monthly fee game pass grants xbox console and pc subscribers access to hundreds of games including new releases from microsoft it's an alternative to to the historical model of players paying at full for each new game they want which i think should still be a thing right uh before we continue on yeah i think we should still be paying full price for our games and when i say full price just buying them individually right and don't heavily rely on subscription models because as we see with netflix hulu and all of that if you stopped your netflix account right now if you just stopped watching all the streaming stuff where would you go to watch your tv shows don't nothing come on cable i'm gonna tell you that right now <laughs> don't nothing come on no cable who like bro who has cable I don't know anybody who has cable. Everybody got YouTube, Hulu, Netflix. Like, who has cable? I know some cable's still around, but I'm just saying, most people nowadays probably don't have cable. So, and then even when it comes to cable, they moved all the TV shows off of cable to somewhere else. <laughs> like, bro, there is nothing on cable television anymore. Nothing is on cable television. If you watch it, bro, I'm telling you right now, if you get cable television, you're not about to watch none of these shows you watch on your Hulu, on your Netflix, none of that. You ain't about to, it's not going to be there. It's not going to be there. You're going to be watching the news, Telemundo, and like something else. Hold up. It's not going to be it. It's not going to be it, bro. It's just not going to be it. And then you're going to be like, man, you know they don't make DVDs no more. So is you going to find a DVD box set of, um, hell, what's a popping show? Of Dahmer? <laughs> hell no, you ain't. <laughs> they ain't selling DVD box set season one of Dahmer. Where you going to find that at? You ain't even, oh, oh, and then what? Then you got the digital Xbox and you got the digital PlayStation. You can't even pop your stuff into the you down bad. Everywhere you turn, you down bad. Guess what? They got the game sold up. They got you sold up because you wasn't paying attention. They got you sold up. They got the game sold up. So now what? It's either subscribe or die. <laughs> oh, man. What I be telling y'all, bro? You worry about the wrong things. The wrong things. You worry about the wrong things. The wrong things. You worry about the wrong things. The wrong things. You worry about the wrong things. The wrong things. I be telling y'all, man, y'all be worried about the wrong things. And then want to turn around and be like, when did they do this? Oh, like, they've been doing this, bruh. <laughs> like, they own this. This is what's going on. Like, you ain't keeping up. You ain't keeping up. How, how you not notice? How you not notice? 
I'm tell I keep telling y'all, man, if you tapped into this show and you watch this show, y'all getting put up on game. And because why y'all have access to the insight I have, which means when I'm predicting things and I'm saying things, okay, cool. And then what? Weeks and months later, these things are happening. I'm sitting here like told y'all, told y'all. But Devin, how do you know? It's called I got the gift. I'm gifted. No Wale. All right. No Wale. Man, trash. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's continue on here. In an interview at Wall Street Journal, Microsoft's head of gaming, Phil Spencer, framed Game Pass as profitable but limited. It accounts for 10% to 15% of the company's content and services revenue, and it is quote-unquote profitable for us. In remarks, in remarks transcribed, Game Pass growth was quote-unquote incredible on PC but had slowed down on console, quote-unquote mainly because at some point you've reached everybody on console that wants to subscribe. Hold up. They're not getting any more subscribers out of that Xbox, bro. They're not. And here's the thing with me, right? Why would you pay for Game Pass if you can just have Steam? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, Microsoft, this is why I keep telling y'all, Microsoft be so late to the game. They be so late to the game. It's like, I get it. You, you got to get your footing in here, but you late to the game, bro, so you got to take the scraps. It is what it is, man. You had people who, who built up industries, who built up infrastructures, who built up, they built up what they built up, they built up their catalog, they built up their value, they built up everything, and now you coming in the game, and everybody looking like, bro, what? No, 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 here. Take the little kitty meal, take the Lunchable, sit at the kid's table and figure it out. You want to know why? Because, man... I'm not getting Game Pass if I got a PC. Whether you have a gaming PC or not, you don't need Game Pass. If I'm being completely objective and honest, if, if I was to give 100% honest advice, you have you have Steam, you have Epic, you have GeForce Now, Amazon, Luna, Boosteroid. You got a lot of different gaming platforms and alternatives. And, and, hell, and you even got Game Pass, right? But at the same time, it's like, because you have all these other avenues and all these other options, you don't necessarily have to go Game Pass off the rip. Now, y'all know I got my bias because I grew up a Sony boy, but like I said, the Cloud One Gaming War Store. So I'm not in allegiance with nobody, but if all else was, was to fail and we had to pick one for the rest of the life, PlayStation for me. Um, but with that being said, I mean, it's just too many different options for me to think, um, you know, I mean, well, the growth can be incredible on PC, as it was said. I mean, that's cool. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure all those same people on PC got a Steam account, Epic account, and they could just play games through there. I have a Steam and Epic account, and I could just boot up Steam and play whatever and go. Boot up Epic, play whatever and go. You know what I'm saying? On my PC, right on the hardware. You know, I also got a G. I also got GeForce now. So I could boot up GeForce Now, play via the cloud through GeForce Now, boom, and I'm good. I'm playing on Stadia right now until Stadia gone, so I could just boot up the cloud, play through the browser, boom. So it's all these different alternatives. So would a growth on PC happen? Yeah, because everybody doesn't have a gaming PC, so everybody won't have the hardware to handle a lot of games. I don't have a gaming PC, you know what I'm saying? But... This is where, like I said, options, cloud gaming, GeForce Now, Boosteroid, Stadia, 
These are different options. So when it comes to console, yeah, you're not going to get that much more on console because, you know, they're shifting everything mobile, PC, cloud. This stuff is going to work better on a PC than a console, in my opinion. So cracking my knuckles, you know, um, you know, so it's just if you've reached the peak of subscribers that you're going to possibly get cracking my knuckles still on, uh, you know, on console. I don't know how how more profitable um, Game Pass is going to be. Game Pass might go out like Stadia. I know y'all sitting there like, hold up. I'm just, I got to keep it a K with y'all, man. I got to keep it real. I could see Game Pass going out like Stadia. I could see it. You know, Microsoft may or may not want to put the money into that. Right? But it is what it is, right? Which is going to lead me to here, right? This other article right here. Headline reads, is Xbox Game Pass worth it? We do the math. So in this article, they crunch the numbers and do the math. And y'all know we be doing the math up over here. So let's get into it. In 2017, Microsoft launched Xbox Game Pass followed by Xbox Game Pass Ultimate in 2019. These are subscription services that give players unlimited access to an expanding library of over 400 new and old games and cost $120 or $180 for one year respectively. Xbox Game Pass lets you play on console or PC and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate lets you play console, PC and cloud gaming. These prices make either Game Pass plan attractive, but in the end, is it cheaper to buy physical copies or games, right? So let's let's keep going. They did the math and found out a year of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate with an Xbox Series S is a better value than buying physical copies of games to play on an Xbox Series X, especially if you play a lot of games. So that's what they, they found out, right? And they have this chart right here, Xbox Game Pass versus physical game copies. So Xbox Series, yeah, well, no, yeah, the Series S plus Xbox Game Pass, the console was 300 the subscription for a year is $120, total $420. The same Series S with Game Pass Ultimate, $480 in total. The Series X plus Game Pass, $620. The Series X plus Game Pass Ultimate, $680 in total. Then, uh, let's see. Series X plus Game Pass plus a video game, you get basically $700. 680 to $690, $700. The same Series X plus Game Pass Ultimate plus a video game, the total will be $740 to $750. And the Series X plus a game, no Game Pass, $560. So this is what this uh, they came up with. This sounds about right. You know what I'm saying? This sounds about right. Now, you know, it's just, um, yeah, this is what it's going to cost. But now, see, this is where I say buying the game is pointless because you get access to over 400 games or these hundreds of games, and then the game you buying probably on Game Pass already. So I just sit there and be like, hold up. Like, why even buy the game? You just wasting another $60. So let's go into how they calculated this math, right? To calculate the cost, they started with 
the Series S, which is $300, and the Series X, which is $500, since you need a console to play games on. The S is a digital-only console with no disk drive, so it can't play physical copies of games. The Series X has a disk drive, so a disks, a disk drive. I might have said dick drive. Hold up. So it can't play, uh, yeah, so it can play either digital or physical copies of games. It's important to include both since the Series S is the more budget-friendly option, but the Series X has more gaming capabilities. If you already own either console, though, you can scroll down. Okay, blah, 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 right? Next, they found the price of each Xbox Game Pass plan without promotional deals, $10 and $15 a month. I multiplied the cost by 12 to give us the cost of the subscription over a one-year period. This is how, right, this is simple stuff. This is simple stuff. Right. But then people will sit there and say Stadia's model was trash. Explain. Explain. It's all the same. It's all the same. Stadia Pro, $10 a month. You get extra games and better discounts and all this stuff. Look at me still. Look at me still soaring and chilling for Stadia knowing it's gone. Hold up. But the whole point is, like, bruh, and it was all cloud gaming, and it was a real platform versus Game Pass crap. And then what? What they what they not saying? What they not saying? Right, right, right. Because it's I'm scrolling down here and I'm looking at it. Uh, oh, they do mention it. Oh, they do mention it. Okay, they do mention it. So I'm gonna read it. With both Game Pass plans, subscribers have access to over 400 games. Some of those games are new, like a Playtale Requiem, while others are classics like Doom. Games are added to the Game Pass library periodically, but they are also removed, like how Netflix adds and removes shows and movies over time. Hold up. So now, in comparison to Stadia, the games never left Stadia. They just left the Stadia Pro model, meaning if you didn't have it claimed already in Stadia Pro, you want to know what happened? You had to buy the game in the Stadia store. That's not a bad trade-off. Cool. So guess what? With Game Pass, I just learned this with Amazon Luna, you, you get access to this platform, the games come, and then the games leave. What is this? What is this model, bruh? But people swear, uh, like, bro, what is this? What is this? I'm not paying for stuff to leave. <laughs> but once again, they got the game sold up. What you gonna do, right? What you gonna do, man? They got the game sold up. The game is sold up. It's sold up. So once again, let's go through the prices, right? At the lowest, you will be paying $420 in total. For your video games to leave. And at the highest, you'll be paying $750 for your games to leave you. Your games will leave you for $750. Hey man. Uh, uh I don't know, man. Game Pass. I don't I, I don't know, man. It's just the biggest downside for me with all of this stuff is that the video games leave. Like they leave. You know what I'm saying? I just don't I don't get that. If that's the case, just throw out this whole subscription model in the gaming industry and just let us continue buying the games individual, uh, individually. 
I just, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is um definitely something important we had to talk about because not only, you know, is Game Pass worth it? In my opinion, honestly, no. It's just not. I'm not spending all that money just for my games to leave. Bruh, I kid y'all not. They had Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age on there at one point. It was like a few months ago. And then it popped up on my timeline on Twitter that it was leaving Game Pass. I would have left Game Pass. Final Fantasy XII, for me personally, is my most favorite Final Fantasy game in the entire series. Hands down, my favorite one. If that leaves, I leave. <laughs> I'm not lying. I will leave. I'm not paying another $10, $15, $20 for no nothing. And I will. And it's, and it's just that. It's just that. And the, big, and the reason why this is a, a big conversation in the gaming industry and just period in game community is because, you know, oh, ownership of video games. Do we have our video games? We play games. Even when you buy the disc, the disc version, to a degree, you don't own the game, right? But to a degree, you do have access and own the game. So this means, <clears throat> excuse me. So this means if I buy uh, a, a Call of Duty game, right? Say I buy the disc version of Modern Warfare 2. When they cut the online servers off, I can't access online. When they cut everything that had online connectivity and online functionality for, you can't access it. You can't, you can't get to it, access it, nothing. But you still have access to the story and campaign mode. You still have access to the multiplayer mode, just the local multiplayer mode, which means you got to play with your friends on the couch. And you have everything, you have access to everything native to the disc that's on the disc. All the data and everything that's on that disc, that's what you have. So when you can't get online no more, that's it. When you can't access the online features, that's it. But you still own the game. You can still play it offline. Nowadays, you can't even do that no more unless you would download the game to your hard drive. And that's the at best option, if not the only option. So, you know, but I mean, you know, that's just my that's just the whole thing, man, with gaming. And at this point, you know, gaming, it seems like the gaming, you know, gaming is heading into this direction of mobile streaming and we're going to just be playing on the go or playing on random multiple devices. We're going to be, you know, um, you know, not, you know, caring so much about owning it, having the physical. And we're going to be, you know, just, all right, when I can, I'll, I'll play something and I have access to it. Where, you know, what they're doing and the way they're going is, hey, just we're going to give you access to it. You don't need to have it anymore. So that's just where we're going. That's where they're going with it. That's where we're going. So we have one last thing to talk about. And this last thing to talk about has to do with content creation and YouTube and stuff like that. Now, this is important and I saved it for last because this is going to be the more heavy conversation. This is going to be the more intriguing conversation because, well... We have something that may or may not have ever been done before. And one Mr. Beast is at the head of it all. Let's get into it. Am I screened up? 
Yes, I am. Headline reads, YouTube's richest creator, Mr. Beast, is seeking a $1.5 billion valuation in what could be a massive milestone for influencer-led business. Yes. Hold up. Mr. Beast is doing his thing, man. Let me tell y'all something. Mr. Beast and people outside of Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast ain't the only one. Mr. Beast is doing his thing, bro. He doing his thing. He he working. He grinding. He he putting out high quality level content. He he just doing it, man. He just doing it. Seeking a one point five billion dollar evaluation. That's it's nuts. All right, let's just get that out the way right now. That is crazy. That is crazy. And with that being crazy, it's also dope because influencer led business youtube all off of like bruh that's it's 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 really a pipe dream it's really a whole dream to to make this type of money and to and become this type of person business person just whole thing entity in general like this is crazy so we definitely gonna get into this and this like i said this is content creation talk and you know more business talk because when this youtube thing man nobody you know shoot who would have thought that mr beast would take it this far you know what i'm talking about like on some biggie ish nobody thought you could take it this far and mr beast is showing by example him and a lot of other people too but because we're gonna stick with the article they're showing by example how far you could take this so let's go ahead and get into this article, man. Mr. Beast is reportedly look, looking to rake in a 10-figure valuation for his multiple money-making ventures. If he's successful, he would be the first influencer-led business to reach such a valuation. Mr. Beast, I said Beast. <laughs> Beast. Mr. Beast is the fifth most subscribed creator on the video platform with a subscriber count of 107 million and earns the most money of them all, Forbes estimates. We ain't go, I ain't gonna say no money. If you're on the visual platform, you can read it. He's known for unleashing daring and sometimes dangerous challenges on himself, his friends, and sometimes strangers, which always comes with eye-watering eye rich prizes. Wateringly rich prizes. I didn't even know wateringly was a word. Hold up. Hey. Among his other videos, which include pranks, gaming, and elaborate stunts, he also films philanthropy, sometimes giving away houses and cars to unsuspecting individuals. Yeah, I've, he does that. And that like his philanthropy is insane. You know, when you watch some of those videos... And he just giving random people money, taking them on shopping sprees and doing stuff like that. I'd be like, dang, I wish I could. I'm like, shoot, give me some money, bro. I'd be doing crap. I'd be going crazy. But um, no, nah, man, it's just dope. You know what I'm saying? It's just dope. You know, when you see them type of videos and, 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 and you know, some people think them videos is just mad curated and produced and scripted. Well, I hate to break it to you, bro. Everything is produced and scripted. Hold up. Everything is produced and scripted. Now, I wouldn't say scripted, but everything is produced, though, for sure. Like, everything is definitely produced. There's cameras. There's lights. There's, 
you know, makeup. There's like people take this seriously. Like y'all think people like me and other people just get on a microphone and want to spew out ish for the sake of spewing. No, 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 no. We have some level of knowledge of the field we in. We're becoming experts at this or we are experts at this. We buy cameras. We buy this like, bro, I got I got my whole setup. You know what I'm saying? Like I put money into this. I'm putting time into this. I'm putting money into this. I'm building it up as I go. Y'all know how the show started. I started out with no face camera, no camera, no nothing. Then eventually got the camera. Then eventually got the light. Then eventually got the tripod. Then eventually got the. This is a business. Like this is a whole business. And people put production behind this. You got to have production behind this. You got to make it look good. It got to be inviting in some way, shape, or form. It has to be. So, you know, don't think that people just doing this for the sake of doing this for clout. You know, I know there's a generation of people who watch this and a generation out there of people who just, you know, y'all's livelihood and currency is pure clout. No, 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 man. Like you, this, this take work. This ain't no overnight success. Nothing is overnight. Overnight, it could be the worst thing you could ask for. But let's keep on going here. Uh, we need to scroll down some. We need to scroll down some. But his videos are only a part of his endlessly growing brand, which now includes a food delivery business called Mr. Beast Burgers, a physical restaurant for his burger chain and a snack brand called Feastables. Even a Netflix show could be in the works. The, these ventures have already raked in immense amounts of cash. Feastables reportedly made over $10 million in revenue in its first few months while the YouTuber claimed on Twitter that his burger chain, quote unquote, has shared over $100 million in revenue with restaurants across America. That's crazy, bro. Like, and this is where it could take you. Like, let me tell y'all something. I was watching TV the other day. This was actually a few weeks ago, probably like a month ago now. I'm watching TV and then a commercial came on for a sub sandwich, right? But it was like a hundred thieves sub sandwich. I was like, what? Y'all got sub sandwiches? I was like, when did Hunted Thieves get sub sandwiches? I was like, yo, look what playing video games take you. Look where the grind take you. Look where the hustle take you. Look where this look where this shit take you, man. When you grind and you stick with it, when you put in the time, the learning, the effort, when you put it all into it, it's going to pay out. This is why you got to get rid of people, get rid of family members, friends, all these types of people who don't want to, who don't, who, who not aligned with this, who don't see this, who not willing to put in the time with you for this. You got to get rid of them people and replace them people with business partners, contracts, and people who want to be successful, who want to complete the vision, who want to get to a, who, who want to get to a better point with whatever is going on, because this is the type of things that you could, you could be doing. Let's, let's continue on, man. YouTubers with high-value businesses, right? All right. Mr. Beast wants to raise $150 million in a funding round for his YouTube channels and various other businesses, according to a report. Side, according to a report, you know, obviously these sites are not sites, but they're saying it's anonymous. This would value the business together at $1.5 billion. Damn. Hold up. It would be the first institutional investment into Mr. Beast's overall portfolio. Feastable separately raised $5 million in January at a $50 million valuation. Mr. Beast would be the first creator of his kind to reach such a valuation, 
although not the first YouTube creator to to attract investors. The company that owns YouTube kids channel Coco Melon, Moonbug Entertainment was was acquired for three billion dollars by Candle Media in 2021. So this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like y'all got to understand like this YouTube stuff. If you go and do content creation, no matter if it's gaming, pranks, you know, uh, loving hip hop or reality TV show, it's going you have to make it look good. Yeah, you can start and have your humble beginnings, but at the same time, at some point, you got to start putting the money into it. You got to start getting the resources. You got to start getting the capital and you got to start pushing in there. You got to start putting in there. And I'm going to go big screen on this. I'm going to go big screen on this. All right, I'm big screen. You got to do that because look where Mr. Beast is taking it. Look where Hunted Thieves then took it. Look where FaZe Clan then took it. Look where all these, these people then took it. Not only are they high-level gamers, elite gamers, these people then took it all over across the globe, but they good business people. They making the right moves. They making the, they align with the right people. They got the right people around and the right people on these teams. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. So this is important because now for everybody that's doing content creation in the gaming space, specifically the gaming, right? Because this is the gamers did. I'm talking about gaming. If you're going to be a content creator and you're going to be in the video game space, get your, you know what I'm saying? What I don't want to happen, because what I'm seeing right now is a lot of people just, I want to play games. I want to stream. Like they doing the pity thing, right? I'm seeing a lot of people come at it with pity, the pity way, meaning, oh man, I want to do this and, and I want to do that, but I don't know if y'all going to do this. Would you like if I do this? With, with, with their fingers in their mouth and shit. Excuse me for the sensitive ears. But they got their fingers in their mouth. They 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 be in pity about it. They want you to feel sorry for them. Be like, you know, okay, I'll watch you. I'll give you pity likes and pity views. No. Hold up. No, 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 no. You ain't going to last doing that. I'm going to tell you right now. You ain't going to last doing that. You're going to have a real problem. Right? And this is also, I guess we could add this to... You know, what's going on in the gaming community or whatever, like I was talking about last episode, right? Because, you know, I kind of mentioned last episode that streamers is kind of ruining the gaming space. I, I can add some clarification to that, right? It's not that streamers are diluting and messing up the gaming community. It's that streamers, their personalities more than anything because these people are high level elite gamers. But then when you look at the FaZe Clanses, the Hundred Thieves, you know what I'm saying? The um, the Sonics of the video game esports scene and just the gaming space. These people running businesses, brands, and they play games at a high level. So it's like, what is we really doing, bruh? And that's why I think if you want to be a streamer, you just want to be a cloudier. You want to be a cloud chaser. You just in it for the clout, which is cool, which is cool. Plus, we also know people... So, see certain things as trends it's trendy being a streamer streamer getting in front of a camera doing all this stuff is cool it's easy it's this it's that so when it's all said and done you got to understand something you know you got to know what you want what you what you you got to have a clear idea of what you getting in this for what you about to do this for what angle is you coming with this from speaking for myself right here it wasn't until recently it wasn't even recently I figured out exactly what it was I needed to do or what I was 
or how my vision was. Like my vision came to complete fruition. Like I already knew what it was my whole life. But when you an adult and when you a child, you you do and don't have information. Like them is two different versions of yourself. So once I became an adult and I'm an adult now, I'm all this, that, and the third. It's like, okay, no, nah, I really see what it is now. Like I knew what it was back then, but now I know what it really is because now I know exactly what it's going to take. I know it's going to take for me, all right, get this money, get this capital. I might have to go, you know, asking for, you know, venture capitals, all this stuff myself. Like, hey, man, I'm about to da 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 You know what I'm saying? But I got to build the scalability. I got to have this. I got to do that. I got to, you know what I'm saying? So like I told y'all last episode, changing my approach, all kinds of other stuff. So with that being said, it's like you got to know your lane and pick it and stay in it. You got to know your lane. If you're going to get in the game, if you go get in the gaming space and you want to be a streamer, focus on streaming. Get your setup and do all that. But like I told y'all in my short, start with what you have. Because what's going to happen is, oh, I got my streaming set up. I got this. I got that. Okay, cool. You're going to get all your stuff. Cool. But then what? You're going to sit there and feel overwhelmed. And you're going to be going through the motions because you done bought all this stuff. You done spent thousands of dollars on a whole new PC, whole new setup. You done got your stuff pre-built. You done built it. It got shipped in. You got the camera. You got all this. And now you mad because you only got five viewers on your Twitch. Hold up. Like y'all seeing these people pop up as overnight streamers because they already didn't built up their following on other platforms. And then they just converting it over to Twitch or YouTube. That's all they doing. So, you know, you know, and it ain't nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you ain't got no nothing. You only got your little couple hundred something, you know, whatever the case, that you're gonna have to grind hard. So what I, like I said, just start now with what you have. Start now with what you have and the rest to fall through. Start with what you have and build from there. You got to build from there. This, hey, what I'm doing, this this is, I never gave up, but I've been investing. I've been investing. I've been investing, building up, building up, building up, changing the format, changing the approach. And, and I'm seeing different results. And I'm going to get to where I'm getting to. You know what I'm saying? No matter how I got to get it. So, you know, this is, you can reach the highest of highs in this. You can reach the highest of highs in this. But you got to be serious about this. Yeah, playing games is cool. Yeah, doing this is cool. But when it's time to handle business, it's time to handle business. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Gamers Den. Appreciate everybody for watching if you made it this far. And shout out to everybody who was listening on the audio form as well, having the audio experience. Once again, we are on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Spotify Podcast. If I didn't say so earlier, you have to search the Gamers Den Podcast on the audio forms to find this specific one. We are also on Rumble, Hideout, and YouTube and the occasional YouTube upload. Um, you know what I'm saying? Once again, shout out to everybody. Make sure you rate this five stars. Like and subscribe for more content, video game content, tech content. And we have no song this episode, no song this episode. I can't give y'all all of my catalog. Plus, I'm working on new music, too. So, um, you know, no music this episode. So, I'm going to catch y'all next time. Y'all have a good day. Y'all have a good night. Shout out to the world. And I'm going to catch y'all next time. Gone.